0: I'm excited to have Meg Kelton here with us today. She's a professional photographer and educator, and she blogs at SnapHappyMom.com. She offers tips and tutorials to help moms take better pictures of their kids. And you know, that is what we all wish we could do, even though we're not professional photographers. And I love what you wrote, Meg, that you want people to have the skills and confidence to capture precious moments of their family, no matter what type of camera you have. You're speaking right to me as a mom with four kids and, and they're grown now, almost, uh, depending on the day. And I have never been a professional photographer. I've always wanted to take better pictures. And I know that sometimes I just I just deal with what comes off the camera roll in my um, phone. and. I know that there are things that I could learn that would help me take better pictures. So that's what you're going to share today. So welcome on the podcast and tell us a little bit more about you. Um, I know that you're a mom, so tell us about your family.
1: And- Thanks for
2: having me. Um, I am a mom of three. I have a boy, a girl, and a boy, and now we have another girl on the way. She's coming in March. So. I definitely understand photography from a mom's point of view where you just want good pictures of your kids. Um, I also work as a professional photographer. Um, I take family pictures for people and so I understand the technical nature of using a camera and what a photographer is looking for in pictures, in family pictures and how, what types of things moms really want captured. So I live in Arizona and I am so happy to be here today.
0: Well, I also love to find out that you're from the Midwest and you are a self proclaimed Arizona wimp and you bundle up when it hits fifty degrees. I know as a Midwesterner myself that living in Georgia, um, our blood has thinned and certainly when it gets uh well, I'm gonna admit sixty, my husband is cold. You said fifty. So yeah. <laughs> for the rest yes, of the I- yeah, country. Sorry. Sorry, Rita in Boston, because, yeah, you have a lot colder weather than we do. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> However, I, I, went I grew up. To school. up- I went <laughs> to school in San Diego, so I can relate to the, um, starting to bundle up when it's, you know, 50 degrees. So I get that. But now living in the East Coast,
2: um, yeah, now it's 50s hot <laughs> 50's
1: in the wintertime. In the wintertime,
0: I remember that, but that's not how I am now. So, <laughs> well, so we always ask our guests, Meg, just for fun, how many photos are on your phone camera roll right now? This
2: is a very embarrassing question <laughs> because there are. I looked this morning; there are 24,000 on my roll right now, and I would like to just defend myself I am a photographer and I'm running a business and so there's a lot on there that's not just pictures of my own kids and um, they are all backed up (laughs) and um, we also take family road trips and so my road trips are a big reason that my camera roll is filled up and so a lot of those are just that's the length of time I've had my iPhone and so Some of those are just older pictures that I've never deleted because I have enough storage. But yes, I do have a lot of pictures on my camera roll.
0: Okay, so I I laugh at that only because I just worked with my daughter's iPhone helping her because it said storage full, and I hate that message. And I know how many people hate that message. I even know people who get a new phone when their storage is full. But you've backed it up you might win the award if we were giving one because that is a lot of photos and do you <laughs> That's ever an award. I don't want to <laughs> do ever... be
2: honest I I am doing better now at like culling as I go and so a lot of those are just kind of the older pictures that I've never they've never been at the top of my to-do list to go through and kind of sort and pull out the best ones and delete them I do better a better job now of of kind of a daily delete, or a, you know, when we're driving home from something, I try and pull out the good ones and delete the rest. But there's a lot on there that's
0: just older. So, well, so for any listeners who have you know piles, virtual piles on their camera phone, um, they're in your they're in good company with you. So and and I do think it's one of those things that you have to really be diligent about or you just let it go. One or the other, I don't know. There's nothing really in between for me. And I let mine go as well. I'm admitting it too. But yeah, twenty four thousand. I'm I'm impressed by that. <laughs> I'm impressed. Uh, th- thank you for sharing and being honest about it. And so Now, I'd love for you to share a story about one of your favorite childhood photos because we get to learn so much about people when they start sharing their stories about photos. Okay, so I went back and I pulled it up to
2: look at right now. So I am sitting in my dad's lap at the dinner table and I'm probably 18 months old. And I think I'm wearing just a diaper. You can't tell because I don't have a shirt on, but I have a little pink bow stuck in the top of my almost bald head because my mom tells me she used caro syrup to put bows on my head. Um, And my dad is like half eating his dinner and he's not even looking at the camera. He's kind of smiling down at me and I'm looking right at the camera and I've got my mom's teddy bear that she grew up with. Its name was Twitterpate from Bambi. (laughs) And I've got Twitter pay underneath my and like the crook of my arm and I'm smiling at the camera and it's definitely like my dad has hair and his, the style from that time. And it's just like a very candid picture at the dinner table. It's not posed at all. He's got a fork in his hand and it's just like a cute daddy's girl picture. And he loves this picture. He always posts it like on my birthday because it's just like a always daddy's girl climbed up in her lap in the middle of the meal and I mean I don't have a ton of pictures from my childhood from film cameras and for whatever reason my mom pulled out a camera and took a picture in the middle of dinner so Mm. it's just a cute picture.
0: I love that I love just the picture you painted so we could see the picture in our minds and is that a picture that you have displayed anywhere or that you've just digitized and you have it? um, I don't have it displayed but I
2: should I, I don't have the full copy of it and I need to ask for it, but I know it's in my baby books and at some point it got scanned and that's the picture I have now. Mm-hmm. So so it
0: sounds frameable, adorable. And then also, do you see your kids in you at, at that age? Um,
2: everyone who sees this picture does tell me that my daughter looks a lot like me, which is good mm-hmm. because my sons are spitting images of their dad and so I'm <laughs> glad that my girls look like me because they look... My boys look just like their dad when he was little.
0: So, yeah, fun, fun. Well, love to hear that. And we all—I mean—pictures just conjure up so many great memories, and and just uh, just you describing all the detail of the picture and the things that are in it. That you know, just everyday life. Love to hear that. Yeah. So, one of the reasons that we invited you on the podcast, I want to tell people how we met virtually, and that is that. Uh, We have photo organizing time saving reference cards at Photos with Sherita. And we also train photo organizers. So we did another set. And when we started, excuse me, when we started that, we were looking for um, this kind of photography cheat sheet card format. And we found you. Uh, You know, Google is a wonderful thing. And we (laughs) loved your style and we loved that you had designed photography tips for moms. And we reached out and hired you to design our cards. And so that's how we've been working together. And your cards and what they have on them are just so incredibly important to taking better photos and they you know you have laminated physical product to send we do digital only but you have three sets now and really it's all about you teaching other moms how to take better photos and then in turn maybe there'll be better stories with better photos or it will inspire you to tell your story with photos so tell us a little bit more about how you do that with moms that you work with as a professional photographer.
2: So I have some, I teach some classes in person and online, and these cards came out of the things that moms are always asking me. Essentially, these are the questions and the things that moms need to reference when they're learning how to use their cameras. So this, I would say the cards are a lot like having um, a photography class in your pocket. So it's like all the best nuggets out of a class, that are pocket-sized and accessible on-the-go as opposed to feeling like you don't have time to maybe watch a long course of of videos that you just can't fit into your day. And so these are like the best kind of nuggets of wisdom or the most helpful tips or the most useful charts for how things work um, that I've found that moms really want to remember and that are maybe have a steep learning curve. So One of the decks is a DSLR camera deck because a lot of moms buy a nice camera because they think it will magically give them better pictures but you really have to learn how to use it and it does kind of feel overwhelming at first and so the DSLR deck talks about manual mode and how exposure works and understanding like which direction aperture moves with its f-stop and how to kind of remember all those things because at first you're not going to remember and so you can reference them in these cheat sheet cards. I also have a deck about smartphones and using your iPhone because your iPhone is a really powerful camera and it was expensive, but a lot of us are using it like a point and shoot, like we don't use all the features it offers. And um, so this deck talks about kind of the photography modes and how to use them to know which mode and which situation is going to give you the best, uh, the best outcome. And then I also have a deck called photography tips for moms. And this one really applies to any kind of camera and it doesn't matter what camera you're shooting on. Cause this is the artistic deck that goes hand in hand with these kind of more technical decks, because I really think that you can take a great picture on auto. If you are thinking about the light, if you are composing it well and intentionally and choosing where you're shooting from and what angle. And um, there's a lot you can do with just working with your kids and how to really encourage them to cooperate as opposed to always filling that fight against their cheesy grins because my kids do that. And so there's a lot you can do that just has to do with your your attitude and what you ask for in a picture because you're going to get what you ask for. And if you ask for cheese, you're going to get cheesy grins. And so there's a lot of tips about cooperation with kids and getting authentic, candid photos because those are the things that I find I really want to remember in my pictures I don't really want picture after picture of just smiling posed Uh smiles over and over and so um i find that the pictures that matter to me are much more candid and have authentic reactions and show connection
0: so i love everything you just said candid (laughs) photos are my favorite things. I, The posed pictures are my least favorites and the thing, the photos that I think of are those that you know, you come around the corner and you catch them doing something and you get to snap a picture of it. But I am not a photographer by any means and when you said f-stop and aperture, I kind of blaze over because that's like a foreign language to me. I have a DSLR camera. I did not buy it. My husband bought it because he thought I would like it and I still don't know how to use it really properly. So, um, I think moms struggle with that. And, you know, that iPhone or smartphone is the ca- the camera you use is the, um, the one that's with you. And in these days, your phone is always with you. So, getting tips and learning how to take better pictures, period. I, I, I love the concept of like the creative parts and the, and the tips for whatever camera you're using, how to make yeah. sure you take better pictures.
2: I- that's why I set the decks up the way I did, was to have kind of the creative, artistic examples in one deck that you can use no matter what kind of camera you have or if you're on auto or not. And then when you're trying to learn how to use the device you have and you want to learn how to use that DSLR, I've got all of the tutorials for that as well, because I really think you can learn how to use it. You just need someone to hold your hand. And that's why I'm here. And so... um, that's why they're set up the way they are, because I think if you come at a picture in an artistic way, as well as a technical way, you the picture itself will be so much better when you are thinking about it intentionally, as well as using your equipment to the best of its abilities. So, so Rita,
0: you've um, had your business as a professional photographer as well and sports mm-hmm. photography with kids. So what other tips or questions do you have to share with our listeners about what Meg has shared because some of us flounder with <laughs> taking better pictures, but I know when I'm with you, you're always conscious of the lighting and all the things that I don't pay attention to.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I loved everything that Meg said too. I think one additional tip is to, especially with kids, and even when they're playing sports, is to get it down on their level, um, to see things from their perspective. I think that enhances both the photo that you get but also enhances the story that you tell because you're seeing it from their eyes and when you share those photos back from their kids, this is one thing that I always like to do when my kids were younger, I'd ask them, tell me about what you, you know, your thoughts were when we were taking the photo of you um, at the lake or with the ducks or whatever it might have been, whatever the scene was. And get their perspective on it because it really gives you a completely different idea of what they were thinking. You know, they might have been focusing on the, the, you know, the webbed feet of the duck and you were, you know, trying to capture them looking at the duck or their, you know, cute rain hat or something. So I think that that's a fun tip. And then, Meg, I was going to ask you, um, I have a favorite tip and I'll share it. And then I was going to ask you also what your favorite tip is when for the iPhone. I I love, or I should say our camera phones that we're carrying with us everywhere. Um, I love the the cheat sheet card sets, but when we're all of a sudden in that moment and I've got to snap it or the the moment's going to change, right, and I don't have time to flip through the troubleshooting section, which I love, by the way, it's an excellent portion of, of the card sets. To determine, you know, X, how do I fix this, um, I'm going to ask you what your favorite tip of that. My favorite tip to give to our listeners would be, at the minimum, if you touch the subject that you're trying to capture on your phone, at least that portion will be in focus and you can adjust. So my tip. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably because it's the easiest one to help get a better photo. At least it should be, the lighting should be enhanced
2: a bit along with the focus. So now you have to think of a new one, but I'm sure you
1: have one. So I
2: I just want to add on what you're saying. So when you have a smartphone. You can't let your phone decide where to focus because it is literally trying to focus every second until you press that button. And so even if it looks good on your camera screen, it has not decided where to focus until you push the button. Unless you tell it where to focus, which usually means tapping or tap and hold on your subject. And that tells your camera, A, you want to focus here and B, you want to expand. Bows for here. So it's saying this is the place we want to be not too bright and not too dark. And that helps a ton because sometimes your camera just gets confused if there's like a really yeah. bright window behind your subject and you want your subject, they're the person that matters and they're the thing that matters in your image. And so tapping on your subject allows your camera to go, oh, we don't care what's outside and if the window is too bright, we want the light to be correct on the subject. And so, like, that was exactly the tip I was going to share because I think just telling your camera where to focus, and often that means tapping to hold, which kind of locks that focus and allows you to often um, to adjust your exposure up or down. I know on an iPhone, you kind of swipe up or swipe down. I know you can do similar things on Android, mm-hmm. but it allows you to give, like you have the control without editing at all to take the picture well in the first place.
1: Right, love it, love it.
0: Okay, so I have, I'm just sitting here laughing quietly because from a non-photographer's standpoint and a mom listening, there are a couple of things that you photographer um, guru said that cracked me up. So Rita, your tip was to touch the subject and then Meg says to tap the subject. And then (laughs) you did finally get to the screen. But for (laughs) non-photographer, I just want to tell you, ladies, you mean to tap the screen, not touch the person to a picture of. And yes, I, didn't know, we I didn't know that. But as a, you know, a photo organizer myself and, and going through hundreds of thousands of people's smartphone photos, um, my tip, which I wasn't even going to have one because I didn't think I had one. The only one that I have is. Please tap the screen to focus the picture. So all the words you used are absolutely like, yay, I get it. But tap the subject on the screen. Just use the word screen because I swear I would be a person if I didn't know that I'd be like, what? So I'm supposed to reach out and touch them before I, how does that focus? So, okay. That's just me and my simple brain. Okay. I know. But remember when you're talking to non-photographers, a a lot of things get taken literally. So I, I hope I cleared that up for like the one other listener who thought that really I'm supposed to touch my subject anyway. (laughs) <laughs> that made me laugh and the other one that my my other tip that I really did just think of <laughs> is I want them to turn the phone to horizontal or landscape I want people to stop taking all vertical pictures the entire year because it drives me insane and it doesn't they're just better when they're horizontal in my almost always that's in my opinion so what do you guys have to say about that I that also applies
2: to video because oh for sure so I know that like in social media, vertical video is expected, but if you're going to record these for posterity as family videos, your TV screen goes horizontal. And so um, horizontal video, I think, is a really big deal. Just if you know you're taking something for like this is a special moment that I'm going to want to show them later when they're older, take it, landscape, <laughs> because your, your TV screen is not a vertical oriented screen and it never will be. So,
0: absolutely. So, great tips. Anything else, any other tips for moms, especially with the smartphone because it, it it just seems to be, you know, 90% of the camera that people are using. I know some people are using DSLR, but it's a small percentage versus I would
2: I would say it doesn't it's not just a smartphone tip. I no matter what kind of camera you're using, I would think about the story you want to tell and about connection, because I find that um, capturing connection usually means your subjects are not looking at you as the photographer. They're looking at the people they're with, they're laughing with the people they're with, or they're just doing their own thing in their own world. And I think too often we encourage, especially young children, to look up at us and smile. And I think so often that if we can just kind of capture what is going on in their life at that moment, and if that's them talking to their friends or that's them, you know, playing with their toys, like those things matter more to me than just the fact that they looked at my camera. And so I would encourage moms to think about the story they want to tell. And if that, you know, if my daughter's sitting coloring at the table, then maybe I could stand up on a chair and shoot straight down above her head and see what she's coloring and her cute little hands lining up her rainbow crayons. And those are the details that kind of matter to me more than her showing off her finished picture per se. And so I guess I would say, think about where you're shooting from and letting your subject do whatever they're doing, because that's why you wanted to get your camera out in the first place. Or those are the moments at home that you want to record.
1: I I love that, Meg. And I also want, to add in to also take photos that don't necessarily have your child in them. And by that, I'm thinking of a super funny story when I told my son when he was maybe 12 to be sure and hang up his jacket and shirt or something when he was changing, maybe in the laundry room. And I was like, hang that up before you can go outside or something. And then I went back and saw exactly how he hung them up. And I realized I had failed as a parent and had not taught my child how to use a hanger. <laughs> and so I just snapped a photo of the the shirt and sweatshirt. And it is the funniest thing how he hung them up. It happened to be a hanger that maybe had those clips for a skirt or pants. And that's how he used it to hang up his sweatshirt. And then his shirt was <laughs> hanging through the side of the other hanger. and so your point of getting above them, it's its knowing the story behind the funny moments that our kids do, whether they're hanging up their clothes or not hanging them up. It's just the their toys or what their environment looks like through their eyes, I think, are also really special photos to take and, more importantly, stories to preserve.
0: For sure. Love that. And I love um, just that perspective of the Candids that I think that we... We get this whole, you know, get everybody together and then, you know, everybody look at the camera and really those are almost always the the worst pictures because, yeah. you know, somebody has, well, we say Rachel has a wanky eye, which is either one or both are closed. Um, it's just, she inherited it from me. And so in family pictures, you know, to get six of us looking, right, is, uh, it's, somewhat of a miracle and and so the candids are where it's at and that's where the stories are too and uh on that vertical versus horizontal video thing and and going above i have to just say at thanksgiving we did not take any pictures really i i think there oh it was one funny thing at the table we all did whip out our phones to take a picture because we piled a dish that no one liked on my son's plate. So that's a story about it. Uh, But my kids have played basketball for so many years and they were playing on the driveway while I was getting the meal ready. And I came up in my office, which is above the garage, and I actually opened the window and horizontal videoed them playing two on two. That's great that's our little clip for Thanksgiving but you know that makes a mom's heart sing watching my 27-year-old twins yeah the angle was great the story Imperial.
2: better than just where you are in the ground and so yeah
0: and I was I didn't go outside and I didn't want to interrupt the rhythm of their playing and so they didn't even know I did it until after and I you know yelled down to them and it's just a sweet one you know minute video of them Shooting yeah, baskets I and playing. So I, I love that. And that story for me. And that, you know, the stories that go with the, our photos and videos are the most important thing for me. And I hope for others too. I think for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think people feel guilty about that though. And I want I want people to like look, I didn't take any Thanksgiving pictures. I, I saw lots of them on social media and people gathered and a beautiful table and all the things. And I don't have any of that, but I have this little clip of them playing basketball. And that's a wonderful memory for us to, you know, put in this year's, um, the you know, the best of 2018. So, yeah. Um, anything else, uh, ladies, because you you do give great tips on, you know, just the the Candids and all of that. The one one other thing that I thought of, and then I know that you guys could give tips all day long, but is I used to say this a lot back in the day before smartphones and I still say it, use your manual Zoom, it's a little joke to me, is just take a step in because people use Zoom and 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 so just I get closer. I get closer. Zoom with your feet. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so good. See, this is because where we all get think-
2: along. Yeah. <laughs> we do get along. I think that um, zoom with your feet is just a reminder, like, don't be lazy. Your camera on yeah. a phone zoom is not giving you higher quality pictures. And I think if you can decide to fill up your frame with what matters because you chose the angle or how close you were more than relying on the camera itself, then your pictures will be more creative and more intentional
0: yeah i love that and i and the zoom is not a great feature because it gives you a grainier i don't know I, I don't know any of the technical terms it doesn't look as good it's not it's not great so i know just stepping in a couple of taking a couple of steps in for whatever you're shooting it you get a better picture so mm-hmm. that, that's my very non-technical tip uh, anything else about how to make sure you're taking better pictures i i want people to leave the podcast thinking, I can do this. I don't do that and that. And I'm going to start doing that now. So it's they're going to tap their screen. They're going to move in closer. They might take photos above or they might bend down to be at the at the okay. kids level, which I love that one, Rita, because I I love to see the world from the perspective of, you know, a four year old and not right. where we're standing. Oh, That makes me very happy, too. So any anything else that just um, well,
1: your, your other tip reminder was one of our favorites. After organizing so many different photos for different families, is to always remember to—I mean, it's not in every scenario—but turn your phone horizontal
0: yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: That's going to capture a better photo. And I just wanted to remind our listeners that in podcast number four, we do have four tips for taking better smartphone photos. I think we've mentioned them (laughs) all Mm -hmm. on this podcast, but if uh, someone wanted to go back and just double check, that is something they could go listen to. We also have one for uh, taking better photos um, on your digital camera.
0: Yeah, so I think that... These are the things that you have to hear over and over again till they sink mm-hmm. in because I still sometimes, you know, I'm mad at myself that I took a couple of vertical shots after the fact. You know, I look back and I'm like, ah, why didn't I turn my phone? So we're all guilty of doing that, but we just need these reminders to take better pictures because then we will have better pictures that go with the stories. Love it. Well, thank you, Meg, so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time and we'll leave in the show notes. People can visit Photos with Sherita so they can find your uh, cheat sheet cards. The decks are just fabulous and we love them. And uh, we will leave links for everything we talked about. Perfect. That sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Photos with Sharita podcast with Meg. We're so excited we were able to introduce you to her. And Meg has been so kind to give our Photos with Sharita listeners a special code to save $5 if you buy any of her card sets. She has those great cheat sheets for the DSLR camera photography or really just basic photography tips for mom or smartphone only, which, you know, I think I need those. Anyway, um, all of Meg's card sets, the cheat sheets are great, so we'll put the link to for Meg's, um, all of her things in our show notes page at photoswithsharita.com. and here's your special code for listeners, and that Sharita Sherita5, no, the number five, okay? And another kind of fun bonus, now this I don't know when it expires, our, our code doesn't expire, but She's shipping free to the U.S. right now. So take advantage of that, too. Plus, you'll get $5 off your set of cards. So thanks for listening. And remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you don't miss an episode. And if you don't have our freebie, three simple ways to back up your photos on your smartphone, grab that today, too. Thanks again.